0: This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 449 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. Tonight, we're going to have a couple of guests to preview next week's WEG Parathon, and Karen Iceberg will come on to give us some cold weather nutrition tips.
1: Toffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida.
0: And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage <laughs> Radio Show. It's kind of laughing because I, I, don't, I don't get to go down there. And yeah, really you don't get to change
2: her. your like, place. Oh.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, I just got here, Phil. Like, I was literally running in to get on the computer to get talk with you guys. Um, so the horses are on their way. So I, you know, I always don't sleep great when they're on their way, but they'll be here in the morning. So I can't wait to get them all here and they're everybody's out of shape including myself so (laughs) it's gonna take us a week or two to get back in the swing of things because um you know it's just been so cold up north which i know everyone's dealing with that and and we're gonna we're gonna uh have some tips from karen isberg today from kentucky performance products on on what to do um but phil happy new year
0: happy new year yeah let's before we get into all the show stuff you know did you celebrate celebrate a nice new year
1: you know what we, we did actually, we were in California. My cousin got married. So shout out to him. We went to uh, a really fun wedding in uh, Los Angeles actually. And so we had an early flight. So we actually celebrated East coast. <laughs> um, we were on the West coast, but we celebrated East coast. So I was asleep by 1030. Oh, I did not so you yeah.
0: so didn't get, didn't have to stay up. Didn't get to stay up.
1: Yeah. To, I uh... didn't, I didn't make it to, to, to Pacific. Um, but, um, we did a great one. We really, really did. And uh, how about you?
0: Yeah, I had a nice, uh, kind of a quiet one. We traveled to see some friends that we haven't seen in a while. And uh, the four of us celebrated uh, New Year's, you know, with, with my favorite champagne. And and it's I nice it. just to you know have a little time to just see friends and, and to get out on the road a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it was good. How about I Glenn? We've got Glenn it. with us tonight. We have
3: Glenn. Hi, Glenn, guys. how are you? Good, good, good. I'm very excited to be here with you guys tonight and some other friends know, that we're going to have on.
1: Our first show of the year. Glenn, how was your New Year's?
3: It was ter- terrific. We took time off and, and had fun. We hope everybody enjoyed the all hosts episode that we put out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that yeah. was fun. We always enjoy. it good one. Yeah. Yeah, we we talked. A lot to there was rumor of not doing it this year, and then everyone said, no, 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 you better do it. So, and I'm really glad it we was got a, a lot fun, of comments
3: fun. on Wendy's psychoanalysis of everybody. That was pretty funny. That was funny.
1: That was funny and and pretty right on, sadly. uh, um, So that was kind of
3: fun. Everybody was like, either I want her to do that to me or I don't want her anywhere near me. It was one of the two.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. That was pretty, it was pretty awesome.
3: It was good. And then Phil, I mean, we're one month away from getting on a boat.
0: I know. So... Down, and we're going to be cruising, cruising the Bahamas. Yeah,
3: Horse Lovers Cruise is next me. month. And we're all, we got uh, 44 people and 44 listeners going out with us. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And we're, it's it's getting exciting now because we had to do our check in online for Royal Caribbean. So you, nice. you have to do your check in and put all your information in and get your luggage tickets and everything. That's when it becomes real, is when you get to check in. Yeah. Yeah, start planning your short excursions and things like that. But we have something that we're going to talk about next week uh, that's coming up that we want everybody to join us, and please do. Next Thursday night, the 11th, we're going to be live in Wellington, and we're going to be doing a two-hour live video event, uh, not just audio. It'll be audio and video, but you can watch us. Uh, we're going to be doing what's called the WEG Parathon, which is a fundraiser for the para-athletes here in the United States. For the World of Question Games. We did this last time it was in the United States in Lexington. We did it in the Tech Studios and their TV studios down there in Lexington, Kentucky, and we raised $10,000 in two hours. So awesome. we're hoping to do that again. We're going to have most of the para-athletes are in town in Wellington for competitions this weekend and in two weeks. So they're, it was kind of the middle week. They're all going to come over. They're going to tell their amazing stories of what they have had to overcome and accomplish to be the Olympic-level riders they are now. But you're actually going to get to see them. And we're very excited that there's going to be two hosts from the Horse Radio Network that are hosting the event and going to be talking to everybody. And that's Reese is one of them. So, I know I'm
1: really excited. I know.
3: You have I'm, to actually so put clothes on and you can't be in pajamas because it's video, okay? Yeah. I know, yeah, I yeah, I You have know, to go out into the world. Yeah. I'm not
1: gonna, well, I'm currently wearing yoga pants, so let's be real. Let's be real, people. But uh, I know, I'm really looking forward. Thanks for asking me. And and I, I, I do um, some work for the para... Uh, para team and so it's really fun to go and actually see some faces. I don't I'm on 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 the committee that that does the rules and that kind of thing and so I never see any fun faces. So I'm really really looking forward to seeing everybody and, and being a part of it. So thanks for asking me. When well, you're going to have uh, good
3: company too. You're going to be co-hosting yeah. with Samantha Clark of the uh, 2018 WEG show, my co-host over there. And Samantha was actually one of the hosts when we did this 10 years ago. So yeah. She's Uh, amazing. Yeah. So I think you two are going to do a great job. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the party room. So it's you guys (laughs) doing the serious interviews, and I'm over in the party room, keeping track of the tote board and just goofing around with the athletes. So it should
1: be the other way around, (laughs) but I'm just saying.
3: (laughs) I get no, the fun neither. stuff. You have to be all serious. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so we fun. appreciate the uh, pair Association for uh, all of their work and getting all the riders set up. That you can. There is a website you can find out all the details and where you can watch it is any one of our web pages. Uh, there's a lot of media that are going to be helping out as well uh, and putting the video feed on their web pages. But if you go to Weg Parathon, P-A-R-A-T-H-O-N, just like it sounds. WEG Parathon, the video feed will be there. You can go watch there. And also, if you listen to Horses in the Morning or any of our live events on our app, if you you can also listen to the audio on our app. So we'll be putting out that out live as well. You just hit the live button on the Horse Radio Network app and you'll find it. But uh, any of our websites, including the Dressage Radio Show, will have the video feed on the homepage. And Horse Radio Network uh, homepage will have it as well. So you'll be able to watch it in many different places. And we hope that you also uh, consider contributing a little bit to their mission of raising some money for the WEG this year. It's very expensive to do transportation and WEG is not the most highly funded of all the sports. Uh, Is that an understatement, Reese?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, I don't think there's any funding. Yeah. Really. So, so that's why we need yeah. to help
3: them. Uh, and you know what? We These do. athletes okay. overcome a lot to do what they do. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, I'm good friends with Charlotte, who you're go- who's down with you right now and we will be there next Thursday. We go out to lunch every Friday and Charlotte's paralyzed from the waist down and yet it still is an amazing rider and uh, you'll get to meet her also. We go to lunch every Friday. So I, uh, And I missed the last couple. Charlotte, where the hell have you been? Uh, oh, yeah, she was in right? she's been here. Yeah, getting that's right. ready
1: <laughs> and, and, and competing. So, well, that is that is great. Well, we're going to get the party started. So, right after this commercial break, we're going to come back with national champion uh, Pam Harden. And I uh, can't wait for you to hear her story.
2: The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do. At Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by MicroPhase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. MicroPhase vitamin and mineral supplement is a low calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you, matters to us.
1: are so excited to have friend of mine and also para rider pam harden on the line how are you tonight pam
4: i'm doing great it's been a very windy wild couple of days down here in wellington but it's been awesome
1: yeah so so we we are teasing today the para the wag parathon that's happening next week but tell us sort of what are you doing in wellington because you're here for a little bit right so what are you up to this week
4: I am. There is a CPVI this weekend currently, and that is an international para um, show. And so I'm doing the international show this weekend, then I'm doing a national show next weekend, and then the international CPVI again. So there are two within three weeks, and what the heck, we go ahead and show that middle one too. (laughs)
1: I love it. I love it with the beauty of Wellington, right? That you can, you can basically show, you know, here any, any day of the week, except for Monday and Tuesday. But there's a horse show for 12 weeks, which is pretty awesome. Uh, So, so what, tell everybody, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. You're not going to give us your full story, because that's what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, But tell us just kind of the short version of you and your horse.
4: Okay, I'm a grade four. So there are five grades. Um, one through five. I'm a grade four, which means I'm not the least disabled, but a little bit more. So it has to involve more than one limb. I have one arm that's six inches shorter. I don't have much uh, feeling. I can't lift or straighten it. And then I had some neurological issues at the same birth that affected my balance, lower legs, um, and uh, some other issues that we'll talk about Thursday.
1: I love it. I love it. And tell us about your horse because he's awesome.
4: Oh my horse! I just love him. His name is Jack but I call him Snickers. Mm-hmm. He is a seventeen-hand Brandenburg. He's uh, just coming fifteen. He's um, he he is the epitome of a para horse. He I've ridden many horses in my life. Not every horse takes disabilities, and so you have to look for a really special horse. He is that special horse, and he has such love and and patience with me and such presence and yeah I could go on and on but it's you know I know we're in time, <laughs> I, time I could go on for hours
1: <laughs> I love it so tell us what's a little bit in the in the test that you're going to ride this week
4: Well um you have shoulder in um 10 meter circles and geometry is very important um you have medium uh, you know off uh, collected gates and medium gates and it's like, uh, we have a 20 meter, um, medium canter, which is, that's hard canter circle. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess they don't want us going across and, and a lot of stuff, uh, on a short diagonal. So like a, a, an extended trot across the short diagonal to, into a 10 meter circle into a shoulder end. So it's just kind of a, a crazy time. And we do, like,
0: well, you've got a freestyle, don't you?
4: I do freestyle. Tell us a pattern. little
0: bit about your freestyle. What music are you have you chosen, and and uh, what's your pattern like?
4: Well, the the freestyle is um, is music from a dragon video game,
0: believe
2: it oh, or not. Oh, cool!
4: Um, but it's so it's very it can be very dramatic. My horse is very um, athletic, but he's also um, he can be bold, but he can also be really light. And so the music really bold, you know, kind of grows and then shrinks down you know and, and it's just really nice and uh yeah I one of the things I do let's say um I'll pick up the canter and I I, w- I will do an ex- uh, medium canter down the long side come up the center line and do three um tranor, canter trot canter <laughs> transitions oh wow and then a flying and then a flying change to come back down and um and do a medium canter down the other long side so it can kind of get fun you know uh, yeah, we do a lot nice. of counter canner. yeah and the, the the freestyle is something uh that i don't know it just talks to me better than anything else. <laughs> love the music he seems to love the music it is it is where we are um our most um our, our partnership is best and and i'm hoping to fix that i love the fact that um in april uh at the test event we have to have music to go along with our team test
3: uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I
4: love that because I think that's going to really brighten it for, for viewers particularly. I love it.
1: I love it. So Pam, how just, you know, talking about the, the WAG Parathon, I mean, you're here, you're in Wellington for almost a month, right? I mean, it, it is hard for us all, all of us to do it, but it's hard for you as well. So tell us a little bit about sort of what the fundraising and, and, and what you need from the fundraising.
4: Well, I, I'm very lucky that the we actually live two hours from where WEG will be and where the test event will be. But um, people have you know must come in from California, from Maine. It, it's crazy, and there are so few um, qualifying events that we can do to get into being able to do the test event. You know, you have to have certain qualifiers, and so everybody has to fly around. Um, so raising money for for travel is is insane. you know it, it's so hard for everybody.' Um, I, like I said, I'm lucky it just happened to be this time now if, if wegg were somewhere in Europe, that would be it would be very difficult. So everybody's he you know you have there are this is the biggest um, cpi we've ever had in the United States. There were 20 entries which is the most we've ever had and it's just constantly building. We think the one, um, as I've been told, the one in two weeks, we'll have three or four additional riders. So we will again break the record of how many, um, and you have everyone from wheelchairs to, you know, to people with MS. It's it's a very wide ranging thing, but we can all compete against each other here and try to make that team. I, you know, I think we're all building towards that. You know, we're all at different levels of that possibility, but it's, uh, it's certainly where our mindset is. It's what's you know, What's driving us all, I think, is that idea.
1: I love it. Well, Pam, we cannot wait till next Thursday. I get to see you in interview again on Thursday. Yay. And we're really looking forward to it. And we can't wait to hear how this week goes. And uh, we hope you have a great week in Wellington.
4: Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm ready to get some sleep. This wind yeah. is just making it It's sleepy. cold
1: <laughs> for everyone. It is. Yes, it's, yes. yes. It, the wind here is, I, I will, I will attest personally to the wind so well we hope you have a great night and we will talk to you next week
3: Okay, thank you. Well, somebody that's been a regular guest over the years on the driving radio show, because she's a driver and now a rider, is Megan Benj. And she has driven para and also driven able-bodied. And she has ridden able-bodied and also rides para and is down in Wellington for the competition. And you'll get to meet her and hear more about her story next week. But here's a little bit of a preview.
1: Well, tonight, as another tease for the para, the WEG para radiothon that we're having next week, we have Megan Benj on. Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, we're we are super excited. So, Megan, you, it's we're both Philip and I are really excited about this because you were a para driver and now you're doing para dressage, right? Yes. Great. Can you tell us a little, start with a little para-driving. Can you give us a quick, what it is, tell us a little bit about it, because Phil and I actually don't know. So I'm excited to to learn a bit of, uh, more before next week.
5: Um, well, basically it's uh, the para version of combined driving. So it mirrors, you know, like the regular combined driving sport, um, uh, it's a little bit smaller, and so instead of having five grades, like the ridden dressage, they have two grades. Uh, I, know, I mean, it's basically essentially the same as combined driving. So you do your dressage and then the marathon and then cones, and it's, um, you know, a cumulative score, and they have a team competition as well. So you have individual medals and team medals, and so it's pretty fun.
0: In in the para driving, do you only drive singles?
5: Yes, yeah. It's uh, you, but horses and ponies compete alongside each other, so it um you know it kind of is it, fun that way too.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about your disability and how that worked into or worked against you in in the in the driving dressage?
5: Um, well, I have dwarfism, so the kind of dwarfism I have, uh, I'm four feet tall, um, but I have like a few orthopedic sort of things so like um I had my right hip replaced when I graduated from college and I have a spinal fusion that is almost my entire spine so for I think for riding it affects me more than for driving because driving is mainly the size of my hands and like my arm span that is affected um for riding I noticed a lot like like my um, pelvis doesn't move with the horse as well as it might if I was able bodied. And of course, my leg doesn't come down as far. So it's a little different, but my pony has adapted to me and we work together. And so we've been having fun seeing how far we can go.
0: And, I love and it. what, sorry, I was just going to ask why you switch from, because you're a very successful para driver. I mean, you've won medals at WAG as well. Uh, what made you want to switch to go, you know, to try try the riding side of it?
5: Um, Well, I won the individual gold in 2008. And then I switched to driving a pony pair for a little while. And I still have all my pony pair, you know, and uh, this pony that I'm riding. I actually had started under saddle to make her better for driving. And then it turned out she was a really super riding pony. And I just thought this is something else that I could do that you know would be fun so I decided to try and see how far we could go with my pony and me and just have fun I love
1: it so so Megan you're in Wellington now correct yeah and and you're going to compete this week in the in the sea petty yes Great, and tell us what grade you are, and what are you doing, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your
5: test. Um, I'm grade three, uh, which is, like, it's basically right in the middle as far as, like, the severity of disability. Uh, My test is just walk and trot, but we have leg yields, and we have turn on the hunches and the walk, obviously, and uh, medium trot, so there's a couple of different elements that are added in there from like versus grade two but grade four has cantering which we don't do so it's kind of in the middle of the spectrum i love it i love
1: it so so you have you do your team test and your freestyle this week or what are you doing test wise
5: uh tomorrow we do the team test and then saturday is the individual test and then the freestyle is on sunday Fantastic.
1: Well, we are looking to forward to such a great week and uh, we're looking forward to next week for the Weg Para Radiothon that we're going to do on Thursday night. So I look forward to meeting you and chatting a little bit more then. Okay, thank you.
3: This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief Girth at totalsaddlefit.com.
1: Well, tonight for our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, we are super excited. We have Karen Isberg. She's president of Kentucky Performance Products and a regular guest on our show, but it's been a while, Karen, since you've been on. Welcome.
6: Thank you. Thanks for having me back. It's, uh, it's always good to be on the show. I love talking to you guys. We love it. And I hope you had a happy holidays. I did. I, I had a great holiday. It was very relaxing and nice. And we, awesome. the weather actually in Kentucky wasn't too terribly bad for Christmas. Now it's gotten a little cold since then. <laughs> but uh, now holidays are always fun, fun for me. I enjoy them. My kids come back into town and family and it's, just, it's a great time. How about you all? Did you have a good holiday?
1: We did. Ours was the same. It was very, very relaxing and, and fun and, and it
6: was good. So
1: it always goes so fast though. And I hate that. So, I know. <laughs> well, Karen, you, everybody's freezing, even in South Florida where I current, I just got here. Uh, it is also freezing. Uh, so we are going to just wanted to talk about some sort of winter weather tips on caring
6: for horses. So can you kind of get us started? Sure. Well, I think the two things that are really important is first one is to make sure your horse is drinking enough water. And we've talked about this multiple times on the show. But, you know, your horse needs to be drinking 10 to 12 gallons of water a day if they're just standing, if they're not doing anything. If they're working hard and sweating, they need more. But that's that's two of those, you know, big 5 gallon water buckets a day. You, you want to see your horse drinking that. Um You know, in the winter, the combination of the drier feedstuffs, the drier hay, um, and inadequate water uh, intake really increases the risk of horses developing impaction colic. So it's really important that you keep them drinking water. When it gets really cold, just like people, you know, horses just aren't as thirsty. And if the water is really cold, they may not drink it very well. So it's the ideal temperature for drinking water for horses is 45 to 65 degrees. So if you can get a heated water bucket or if you can go out once a day and put some hot water in your bucket, you know, that will really help your horse drink. Um, there was some research done with a, a bunch of ponies. Um, when they were offered warm water, that's about 90 degree water, so warm to the touch of your hand, they drank 40% more water than when they were offered cold water. So just bringing out warm water, if you can't do anything else, can make like a big difference. But it's really important that you keep your horses drinking in this weather.
0: That's a, that's a great tip. I mean, you have to be almost checking your water buckets every couple of hours when it's getting as cold as it is where I am now. So we're always doing that. I mean, we've got different inventions, you know, heated water buckets, things like this that, that help with that. Uh, what about what about feeding tips and hay tips and, and things like this?
6: Okay. Um, one thing that you can do to, to make sure they drink enough water too is to give them some extra salt. Horses should be eating about two ounces of salt a day. Um, or, and you can give that with just plain table salt, you know, give a, a tablespoon um, a day of salt, um, or, and you can also just continue to give your electrolyte through the year, and and that's what I do. I continue, my my performance horses get electrolytes year-round. Um, I'll cut back and give them one ounce of summer games electrolyte in the winter. Sometimes I'll split it um, into Um, you know, a half an ounce and a half an ounce in the morning and a half an ounce at night. And that just keeps them drinking. It's a little salty. They get a little thirsty. And then once they start drinking, they tend to continue to drink. So that's a good tip. Um, Hay is a lot of people think, oh, my God, my horse is cold. I need to up his grain. But grain, um, while it provides more energy, it really doesn't provide that much more heat. Um, It only keeps the horse warm for a very short period of time, whereas hay will keep a horse warm for a much longer period of time. It just takes more energy to digest hay, so it, 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 it increases the warmth of their body more. Um, the critical temperature for a horse is 45 degrees. At 45 degrees, a horse needs to start using more energy to stay warm. Now, that doesn't mean that the horse gets cold at 45 degrees. It just means at 45 degrees, his body needs more energy to produce the heat to keep him warm. Um, horses don't start to feel cold if they have a winter coat on until about 19 degrees that's when they'll feel cold but they'll start using more energy at 45 degrees and that's again that's called critical temperature so for each degree below that critical temperature your horse requires one percent more um, in digestible energy now for most horse people that's greek what are you talking about Nobody knows what the digestible energy of their horse is. So what I did for you guys is I went through a bunch of scenarios, different um size horses, um, different types of hay, um, different workloads, and I came up with some thumb rules that you can use. So, drum roll. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm ready. If it, if it, Drum roll. If it's 30 degrees out, so that's 15 degrees below critical temperature. This is a horse with a winter coat or a horse that's being blanketed. Um, if they're clipped, that critical temperature goes up about 10 degrees. Um, mm-hmm. If they have, um, you know, a light coat or if they're old, young um, old horses, I would I would move my critical temperature up about 10 degrees because they're gonna they're gonna expend energy sooner. Um, but at 30 degrees you should feed three to four more pounds of hay a day. So most flakes weigh, you know, two pounds, three pounds. You can weigh your, your flakes of hay, just put them on a, on a fish scale or throw them on, you know, a scale in your kitchen or jump on your, on your, um, uh, bathroom scale with a few flakes to see how much they weigh, weigh up, weigh several of them. And that'll give you an idea, but the average is about two to three pounds. So that's like one to two flakes more a day. So at 30 degrees, if you've got an easy keeper, throw them an extra flake. If you've got a hard keeper or if you've got somebody that's working hard, throw them two or three more flakes a day. You can stretch it out during the day, or you can just give it to them the last thing at night, however you want to do it. Um, when it gets down to 15 degrees, you need about six to eight extra pounds of hay a day. So that's three to four flakes. And when it gets down to zero, 10 to 12 pounds more of hay a day. So that's on top of what you're already feeding. And that's, that's five to six flakes a day. So that, you know, if your horse is maintaining weight and you're happy with what they're doing when it gets cold, you can follow these thumb rules, um, that hay will give them the extra energy to keep them warm. Wow, well, that makes That's sense. That's a great tip. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Fantastic. And I've heard about people
1: putting some salt in the water. Have you heard of this?
6: To keep the water from freezing? Mm-hmm. Have, have you heard of it? Oh, yeah, I wouldn't, okay. I, I wouldn't do it, um, the amount of salt that you would have to put in the water to stop it from freezing would probably reduce your horse's water intake. Got it. Horses have <laughs> nutritional sen- horses have nutritional sense for for salt. They'll seek it out,
2: <laughs> but it us.
6: also will restrict. It'll restrict their how much they eat. So um, we did a big study at Cornell where we added different amounts of salt to range cubes. Um, we were doing this for a group that wanted to. Um, restrict how much the, their horses were eating a day, but they were feeding them out in, um, in big groups um, out on the range. And so if you give a certain amount of feed, if you get, put a certain amount of salt, and I can't remember the percentages anymore, but those horses would stop eating at a certain point. Wow! So putting it in their water, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put electrolytes in the water either. I would put electrolytes on the feed that or use sense. a tube, you know, a paste product if your horse doesn't want to eat what's on the feed. Uh-huh. but you should keep it your water should just be fresh and it just I wouldn't put anything in it
1: that's great that's it that was a question that was my personal question like is that a good idea should we do that so that makes sense yeah. awesome yeah. <laughs> awesome I love it well and you also have some travel tips for us uh because a lot of us are moving like my horses are in route now uh or are moving and traveling right now and it's even more challenging when it's cold
6: so what what are some tips that you have for us for that well, I think the, the first thing that I like to talk with folks about is, you know, plan ahead. Um, if, I mean, if you know you're going to be traveling for like our horses, when they go to Florida, they're in that trail all day long, you know, and it really changes their feeding schedule. Um, they're also, some horses are transitioning off of pasture um, when they, when they leave Kentucky onto straight hay in Florida. So take you know, you need to start planning that early, um, seven to 10 days ahead of time. If you know your horse is coming off pasture and going on into a situation where they're gonna be in the stall more and and getting more hay, start doing that at home. Start bringing them in a little bit sooner, increasing their hay, so that by the time they're loaded on that trailer to go on that trip, they're used to that diet mm-hmm. that they're going to have to acclimate to when they get where they're going. Um, so, So plan ahead. Um, try to um, try to bring enough hay and concentrate, whether you feed grain or pellets or whatever, with you on the trip so that when you get where you're going, if you're changing to the local feed, you can do that over five to seven days. Um, the research shows that when you change hay, even when you just get a new load of hay in, the first seven to ten days, you'll ha- have the highest risk of colic when you change hay. So you want to take those days and you want to switch everything over you know, slowly, you give them three quarters of the old and a quarter of the new, you do that for a couple of days. And the next day you go half and half, you do that for a couple of days. Then you, so you just, until your horse has the ability and their microflora in their gut has the ability to change over to those, that new type of nutrient. So those are two, two big things that you can do, um, before you travel. The other thing is, Acclimating your horse to water. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't have a lot of trouble with my horses. They, they're, they've they been around enough.
2: Mm-hmm. They seem to
6: drink whatever I put in front of them. <laughs> but have you ever had a picky horse? Yeah, I have.
1: It's, really oh,
0: yeah.
6: it's
1: awful.
0: Oh, yeah. It's I have one that will not drink water that's away from home unless it's filtered. <laughs> so we have to go to a oh, show so and bring, to- bring water or we have to go and buy the jugs of water from the grocery store.
6: Wow. Oh, my God! It's a lot of jugs.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you just
0: won't. You that's just won't. a lot of jugs. Yeah, yeah, you're telling so
6: it's, me. it's And it's good <laughs> to know that ahead of time, to plan for that. Um, yeah. There are some flavorings that you can put in water that some people have been successful with. And if your horse is picky, I would start that a couple of weeks before you travel, make sure they're really used to drinking it, and then continue to do that while you're traveling. So that that's kind of another option that we have for that. Um, as far as um, supplements that I would recommend, um, oh, I know. One of the biggest things that I like to do um, before my horses take off down the road, and, and again, this is just something that's so simple to do. Um, I would give my electrolytes the night before, and I make sure my horse has, has you know, uh, unlimited amount of water available to them, mm-hmm. and then as much hay as they want to eat. And I do that the night before they get on the trailer. And the reason why is because the horse's gut is this huge reservoir of water. You know, it's where they store a lot of the water in the they pull it out of their gut as they use it. Um, if there's a lot of hay in there, that just that just absorbs more water and it helps to sustain that reservoir. So if you can get your horse to to drink a bunch of water and eat a bunch of hay before you put them on the trailer, mm-hmm. then your chances of dehydration are a lot lower. Even mm-hmm. if they don't like my my big horse Leo, he won't drink on the trailer. He can be on that trailer 14 hours. He will not take a drink. Wow! But you know we fill him up with water before he goes and. He, knock on wood, he's been fine. We never have a problem with him.
1: Good. You know, okay. he get,
6: takes a big drink when he gets off, but he eats hay all day long. And I think we just, you know, he's real, real good and hydrated when he gets on the trailer. So that, that makes sense. That seems to work for him. But that's something that's real easy to do.
1: That's awesome. That's great.
3: Very well, Karen, good.
1: as always, thank you so much for coming on our show. How can our listeners find more information about um, KPP and also, if they have any questions, just chat with
6: you? Well, they can go to our website. That's kppusa.com. We have lots of articles and infographics and videos on all kinds of things Tips and topics that have to do with horse management and nutrition. You can um, send questions to our Facebook page if you want to. Um, you can call us at our office. We're open um, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And go to the website. You can get the phone number from there. Or you can, you know, there's, there's uh, an info at on our website. You can send a, an email there. But we're just happy to answer your questions. Phone, email, Facebook whatever you want and we are we're happy to help thank you
1: well karen and and really truly everybody they're amazing so karen thank you for all you do for us and happy new year and we can't wait to hear about all you and leos and your guys travels this
6: year well we're getting excited about going down to florida we're going to be down there about the 15th so it'll be nice to get to the warm weather yes it will (laughs) all right we'll talk to you soon all righty bye-bye
0: well, today, I think for the Total Saddle Fit commercial, we should talk about the saddle pads because we have not talked about the great Total Saddle Fit saddle pads and half pads and all the all the great things that they can do for your, your saddle and, and your riding.
1: Oh, it's a great saddle pad. The six-point saddle pad is, is the one where you can shim depending on how your saddle's fitting. And it's great because there are times where you can't You know, your saddle fitter's not around and your saddle isn't fitting properly. So this is a great saddle pad. We both have the saddle pad in in sort of our arsenal in our tack room uh, because we use it and we need it.
0: Yeah, there's so one that, that fits uh, high withered horses really well. You can check out it's cut out around the wither so that, you know, sometimes the half pads will rub on if you got a, like a, a thoroughbred with that really high wither that comes up, um, you know. So there's all kinds of fits that you can get and, and specialized things. I think if you're having an, an issue, maybe you can call Justin. He'll tell you exactly what you need to get and what you need to do. And uh, he's great for advice. And uh, I think all the products at Total Saddle Fit are made really well. So, you know, I we've started with the, The half pads, what was it, more than a year ago. And Mm -hmm. mine, you can throw them in the wash, and they're almost brand new again. You know, they wash really well. The stitching is all great. And uh, I think these really well-made products from Total Saddle Fit. Yeah,
3: we highly recommend them. And don't forget, next week, next Thursday night, at 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock Eastern Time, we're going to be live on video. Just go to WEG, W-E-G, parathon.com, or any of our websites. You'll find the live video stream there. You're going to get to see Reese in all her glory, all the para riders. You're going to get to hear some amazing, heartwarming stories. And we're going to have a little fun, too. And hopefully, if you can afford a few dollars to help out the para-riders, uh, why not? Join us next Thursday night that's the 11th at 7 p.m eastern time
1: fantastic well and also if we as always we love email and facebook shout outs but next week phil and i on tuesday are going to record um, because on thursday night i'm going to be work with glenn so we're recording tuesday night and we would love to do a question show everyone's been asking uh about a question show so we would love for you to email and or Facebook us some questions. uh, Yeah, we
0: need the questions, or we'll need mm -hmm. some people to interview. We've done this show, I think, twice already. Ready to do another one, ready to tackle some some dressage-y questions. But but the issue is that we need some volunteers. We need volunteers.
1: To come so, on with us so on uh, yeah. Tuesday night. So we can we can also do it another time as well. Sometimes we can we can fit you in. Um, so anyways, we would love that. So email or Facebook us, and as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook. Just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecressfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com.
0: The best way to find me is on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com.
1: Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week.